Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and entrepreneurs how to monetize and grow their businesses. This is episode 29 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today we're talking to Rachel Miller of One Crazy House as well as the very popular Facebook e-course, Moolah Marketer. She is here to talk about all about Facebook and give you little tips and tricks to get your Facebook page going again. Okay, guys, I am here with Rachel Miller. How are you, Rachel? I'm good, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am so excited to dive into this. So Rachel has multiple sites. She has One Crazy House, which she is well known for, as well as the fabulous Facebook course, Moolah Marketer. And I was just told prior to going live that she has a couple more on the way. <laughs> well, I have um, One Pot Crock Pot Crazy Cat Lady, and then I have a bunch of other little businesses. Um, my favorite, or my husband's most recent favorite one is when I bought 55,000 feathers, but that's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's gonna be interesting for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your businesses and your previous experience that you have. A lot of times I have guests on that had no prior experience in marketing whatsoever and have just kind of dabbled and fallen into it. So tell me a little bit about your experience. Um, I used to be a social economic, a social studies, but I liked economics the most. Um, okay. And what do you study in social economic, in economics, right? In social studies, you study people, the history of people, supply, demand, you know, if you do this, then people do this. And I loved those numbers, those analytics. I love following the trends of what people did and Facebook and Google Analytics and all of that was like right up that alley. All those stats and those spreadsheet numbers and, and gaming the system. That was all something that I, I guess I had the bent for from the beginning. But I went from teaching to um, staying at home. It didn't make a whole lot of sense for me um, in our area to teach when childcare was going to be so expensive. Um, and the teaching salary was not very, <laughs> did not cover the bill, did not cover very much. So, right. um, yeah, so I didn't, didn't make sense for me to pay childcare for two kids. And, um, so I started working from home and my husband gave me the website and was like, I don't even care if you make any money off of it. Just do this because you need something for your brain to do. And then I kind of took to it and loved it. And then I gained Facebook. Um, I grew my first page, which I sold to Holly Homer. Um, I grew that one to a million in a year with Holly. And then I grew my next one to, I think it was half a million in a year um, with my next page. And then the other pages after that, I've just grown really quickly too. And it's just, I've got a knack for those spreadsheets, those numbers of the do this and then the numbers do this and do this and the numbers do that. I have a knack for it and I, I love it and <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> no, and I love that. And I didn't realize that you were a social studies teacher prior to kind of diving into all of this, which now to me actually makes a little bit more sense of why I dislike the numbers so much because I hated social studies and economics in ah. high school. Like it was my least favorite subject. So this huh. is all starting to make sense and coming together. I love it. I tried to make economics fun for the kids. So we would play like these like life games 
So like, if you do this, this is what could happen to the dollar. If you make this type of policy and this, let's actually, here's the dollars. Let's see what happens with our like little monopoly money that we like ripped up and stuff. Anyway, it was really fun. And I get to live those same experiments only on Facebook now. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) So now what would you say is the toughest part about being an entrepreneur? Oh, it's got this roller coaster. Um, yes. part, okay. My favorite thing about being an entrepreneur and my least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur is kind of the same thing. You've got more in my mind, you have more job security because no one can fire you. It's completely on you. Um, which is a win, right? You get to determine what you're going to be paid that week. You right. get to determine what hours you work that week. You get to determine what tasks you do. <laughs> But there's also the downside that it's all on you. <laughs> and if you don't like come up to the plate and swing at the ball <laughs> or whatever, you know, if you don't step up, right. you're not necessarily going to make it um, happen. So yeah, the, the perk, it's on you. That's great job security because if you're doing your job right, it's very lucrative and successful. Uh, but it's also on you in the sense that there's no security blanket of somebody else that you can kind of bounce things off of as much. Right. No, definitely. Um, so now let's just dive right into Facebook because I know that you love talking about it and you understand <laughs> it like amazing. So give me a case study. You talked about, I think it was the one crazy house Facebook page that you talked about, or is there a better one? Or it was the crazy cat lady one that we've talked about before as well. Crockpot one. Yeah. Okay. okay. So give me, you choose one and give me kind of how it started, what kind of things you started doing to grow it just to kind of like what was, and I know you always talk about avatar, which is always really important in understanding your audience. So which one do you want to kind of do as a little case study? Well, I did originally, I would speak about one crazy house, but I realized that I was telling people how to grow their Facebook pages with something that wasn't sustainable for them um, or that wasn't realistic. Because I came from having sold Quirky Mama and having, I had a budget, I had a larger income that a lot of new bloggers don't necessarily have. Mm -hmm. Um, So I grew it with like, I think I spent $4,000 to grow it at first. Um, I I used organic after I grew it, but I had to grow that social proof, right? right? And I also use big pages. So I actually paid a couple of big blogs to share my content because they were my friends and stuff. I was like, Hey, I'll pay 50 bucks to put this up. And I paid and I had my old site that also linked to me. So it wasn't a sustainable way for a new page to grow. So yeah, I grew to 40,000 in a week or I think it was like two months, but or a month. I I mean, it was like two weeks, a month, somewhere in there. It was less than 30 days. I grew to 40 K fans, but it wasn't a way that anyone else could really replicate. (laughs) Right. So, so when I went and talked to people about growing Facebook, they're like, well, yeah, but that's not fair. Like <laughs> we can't do that. Like you did it with all this stuff. We, that's not us. So, um, I went and redid it again with one crazy, uh, crazy cat lady and the one pot crock pot. And so it's been fun to see those create a system. So of how to start a page and I've gone on to create other pages for clients. And, um, so th- I know the system works beyond just my brain even. So, so no, I, yeah, I have a lot of my audience is a, there's just quite a few, I would say of food bloggers. Okay. So talk about the one pot crock pot. Is that what it is? Okay. Yes. And I, I started, I started the cat page and the crock pot page because I don't like food or don't like those two topics. So I wanted something that was not something that I already understood the reader for. Okay. So one pot crock pot, I started and I don't cook, um, but I had a little bit of an overlapping audience with my um, um, 
one crazy house page. They like lazy recipes. So I had the plan of creating a meal plan because what, um, one crazy house, they buy meal plans and, but I wanted to put all that in one place. So I actually created the meal plan. I hired people because I'm not a, a cook and I don't, cook. Um, so I hired people to create this meal plan. And then, um, while I was creating it, I realized that that's not my passion, my gift for the world, um, or a gift for like that I'm good at. So I should probably follow more of my passion. So I kind of, I've just left one day I'll pick it back up and we'll actually promote it. <laughs> but until then I just, yeah, I should maybe show you guys the sales page. I've got it all done. It's just the funniest thing. <laughs> but yes, I built one, um, pot crock pot to promote the meal plan that I was going okay. to um, have. And this was, I was in last August, I was in like a turning point. Everybody's business meets these, these crossroads, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was at a turning point and I didn't know what the next step for me was going to be. I had just left doing tripwire for sales and I did a pretty good job on it, but and I mean, t I tend to do a good job on whatever I put my heart to as, or decide I'm going to do. But at the same time, it wasn't something I liked at all. So I was like, okay, I don't want to do tripwire sales funnels. Like they're great. They convert, but it's just not, if you can look behind me, I've got like leftover crap from that. <laughs> I was stuffing box. It was just not my thing. Okay. So anyway, so I wanted like, what's the next thing for me? So I had already had an Amazon store. I already had a blog that was successful bringing in ad revenue. I had, I was looking for recurring revenue though. That was let more stress-free. And so I took something called Tribe, which is how to create recurring revenue. Uh, it's a course. And in the middle of that course, or I went to Tribe thinking I'm going to do this meal plan and I'll try to, I'll, I'll diversify my income streams. So I'll just do a little bit of all these things I don't like. And so then I won't be like drowning in like one thing that I hate. <laughs> so um, I um, took this class on how to make a meal plan. And in the middle of it, they said, you know, you should follow your passions. And for some reason, it, like the light bulb went off and I was like, well, I'm not passionate about meal plans, but I am passionate about, about collecting people. So I created dur during that time, I created last August, I created one pot crock pot in anticipation of selling the meal plan. And okay. I did that by starting with three to six posts that were about lazy recipes all in one pot. You don't have to wash very much, you know, get the food on the table in under 30 minutes type of meals. And um, the page took off and did really well. It grew to a hundred thousand and I think it was 97,000 in like six months. So, okay. um, and the reach on it was, was, was very good for a food page. Um, since then I haven't been very consistent on it cause I don't know what I'm doing with it. Right. <laughs> so it's just kind of hanging out there right now. <laughs> um, I still post on it a couple times a day. Um, and we might sell occasionally Amazon products, but yeah. So I built that audience to sell the meal plan. And then I realized meal plans, not my gift. And, um, what my thing that I like to do is collect people so I can help other people collect people now. <laughs> well, that, and that totally makes sense as far as turning towards your passion. I'm a huge believer yeah. in that now, but when you were growing one pot crock pot and you were talking about, I heard you talked about avatars before. So who was your ideal audience when you were creating that? Like who was it that you were looking for? I was looking for the person who wanted permission to be lazy on their meals. Okay. So it's okay to make a home cooked meal and to do that in 30 minutes time and one pot. So you don't have to work as hard. Like how can you make life realistic 
and have home cooked meals, a realistic home cooked meal. Because a lot of times we see those beautiful Pinterest meals and those beautiful ones that have 16 different ingredients. And then right. one's like, well, my kid doesn't need that. And that kid doesn't, I wanted the realistic, <laughs> what you're really going to do, which is pour five, five cans in a pot, put some, some chicken in it and call it soup. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wanted those realistic, easy um, meals. So I basically targeted working moms. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I went from that and then I targeted other types of busy moms. So like people who are going to soccer games that night, um, okay. because they're, if they're going to a soccer game that night, they've got to get dinner on the table and they have limited time between their work and the game on um, their kids' soccer games. So I started with working moms and then I started targeting past that to working moms who also had kids who played soccer. Um, and that was soccer season at the time or was it, I can't remember, but, um, so then I picked the next sport after that one. Um, so yeah, that's how I attracted those readers, but I actually was told during my course that I didn't do a very good job of wearing the bumper sticker of actually talking to those moms who cook. And I was like, Oh, and my student was like, yeah, you should do that better. And she's like, well, I actually have a crockpot page and I'm going to show you that it can be a lot better. Cause I said something about how food, this one's harder to I'm having a harder time with the food one because people don't engage as much. She's like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. So I was like, that's awesome. She's and like, this was a student of the course. That? Yeah. She said in the course, like, remember how you said this in the course? Well, you're not doing that. So of course it's not doing as well. I was like, huh. And so she went on and grew her page from 24,000. And yesterday or the day before she wrote me an email and she said she's at 327,000 now. So she's gained 200,000 fans since taking my course because she knows that person. Does that make sense? She yes. knows that mom who's got kids in sports games, who's trying to get food on the table between the things. That's not me. I don't cook. Like, right. I don't even cook crock pot. Like, I do the freezer chicken nuggets that you stuff in the freezer with some right. scary guys and you call it a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> all you do is dump it. Like, that's it. Right. No. Oh my goodness. You're too yeah. Much. So anyway, so she is that person who wants to have a nice meal that has such limited time and she doesn't want to have to do dishes and she's between things. So she knew how to talk to that person better than me. And right. so she grew it so much faster. It's so exciting to see. I mean, I'm just like looking at it going, Oh my word, I can't believe that happened. So I I'm love excited. that. Um, now one of the things that you said in the beginning was that when you were growing one crazy house, you would put money into it from the very beginning to start to grow it now. And everybody talks about, you have to pay to play an order on Facebook. Do you, feel that you have to pay thousands of dollars per month in order to grow your page? No, actually one pot crock pot and the crazy cat lady. I did them with less than $5 a day. And I only did the $5 a day for like six or 10 weeks. And then after that, I don't really, I don't put any money into them now. So they, and they're still growing. Like I think the one page got 1700 new fans this past week. And I'm like, where'd they come from? (laughs) Because it's just kind of like, it just goes now. It's the, and I don't have to work to get those new fans. Um, right. If I put more effort into it, I could get more, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, they just keep growing. So and I think you kind of touched on it too, with the whole idea that it has a social proof. So it's already established. So then it's just able to continue to growing and kind of off of that. And All right. Those first, I do suggest doing $5 a day for the first couple weeks. And the reason being is you're trying to tell Facebook who your content should go to. And then once you've got your page full of those types of people, Facebook's like, oh, these are who likes your page. And when you want more likes, this is who you want. So we'll show it to more people like that. So if your page, if you've been one of those people who's like invited your aunt and your aunt invited her friends, and then you've got like the PTA moms in it, 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 Facebook doesn't know what that's about. So they don't know who to send that to. So that's where, um, 
I suggest targeting for those initial people. And I don't suggest spending a lot of money. So my one pot crock pot and crazy cat lady, I did with um, a dollar, a couple dollars a day. One, to th- I even got some students who are doing $1 a day and are okay. seeing some- so it doesn't have to be, now you will grow faster. Like the one I got 40,000 in a month. Right. Okay. Like that's, that happens when you put more money on it. Right. But at the same time, you can still gain to 10,000 in the t- six weeks with a couple dollars a day. Okay. No, that makes total sense. So now one part of my audience, I think is definitely, they're starting to try to build their Facebook page. And then there's another part that has the page, has the likes, but the reach and the engagement are pitiful. So what would be some strategies for them? Do you think they should just start over? Do you think that there's a way to kind of like shake it up? We've had success with our students both ways. I've had students shake up a dead audience and bring new life into it and do it successfully. Um, But they usually get a little frustrated because they see everyone else growing while they're losing fans. Because while you're shaking it up, the people who aren't really your fans are like dropping you like dead flies. <laughs> so like, well, we're, we're out of here. We didn't know we were like signing up for this. Right. So they followed you because you did a funny meme that wasn't necessarily your niche. Um, so I would suggest zeroing in on what you really, what you are about or what your audience finds most passionate about. So example would be if um, when I was trying to grow um, Quirky Mama, and it was kind of dead. It had 13,000 fans and it had been 13,000 for years. One of the first things that I noticed was that they really passionate about car seats and food coloring. So I knew that if I talked about car seats, I would pull in those people that are actually my fans and it's polarizing. Whereas on moms who don't have preschoolers and that that's not interesting to them are going to be like, dude, they're arguing about car seats. Like I'm out of here. So it was a great way to kind of sift through, get rid of the people that don't want my content and bring in the engagement of the moms who do like my content because the majority of preschool moms have an opinion about car seats or at least they'll read the thread. So as they're spending that time reading the comments about car seats, then Facebook says that they're on topic, that they're, they're engaged. Okay. All right. See, that's good to know. So you don't have to totally start over. You just can't, yeah. but it, it can be a backwards battle in the beginning. It'll be a little bit harder. Now we have had students who are like, scrap it. I am not dealing with this backwards battle. And then they've exploded because they had all that knowledge about what did and did not work that they could start fresh and start new right away. So it, I mean, it depends on what you want in your heart for your page. Right. And also, I mean, coming from the standpoint of working with a brand, a brand is looking for you to have an engaged page. So if that is something that you're looking to do is to turn it into sponsored work, you better try to find some sort of, they're going to look to see your engagement and your reach. So for sure. Yeah. So now one thing to know too, though, is that you, when you start at a thousand like page and you have a 75,000 page, a 75,000 dead page is probably more useful to a brand than a 1000 new because they don't understand that that 1000 new page has all viral content and you've got a greater reach. Cause it's true. I have seen pages who have a thousand likes who have a greater reach than a million like pages because their content is more relevant and the readers follow it more. So like literally I've seen this. So, it, but brands don't necessarily see that. So if you're worried with brands, you might want to keep your 75 K page and start your new one and then work both of them and see which one takes off um, 
yeah, work on cleaning right. it out and building the next one. And then later on, you have 200,000 pages that you can now bounce content between. So that's a strategy. If you're worried about those numbers, I would almost maybe go that strategy. Hedge your bets. <laughs> right. Don't totally scrap it right from the beginning. No, I totally agree. So now tell us a little bit about Move the Marketer because you have had some amazing results. You already just told us like one of your students, I'm a part of your, in your course, absolutely love what you're able to express and share. You're just open and you've kind of given, like you said, you love the numbers, you love gaming the system and uh -huh. you are pass that on to your students. So tell us a little bit more about the course and what it entails. The course is basically like six weeks and we go over like what, what, who's your customer, i.e. it's Facebook, not just your reader, um, what, what you need on your page, how to do basic things like ads and boosts, um, yeah, how to strategize so that you don't have to work as hard so you can automate a lot of your, your tasks so you can actually work less even though you're getting greater results. Um, how to fix a broken page and we'll keep the thing boosting, ways to monetize, we cover that. Um, and that's where I tell you my whole year of all the different things I did. Like, here's a tripwire, here's this one, here's a tripwire. Yeah, I'll show you all of those. Um, and then I cover, like, custom audiences, retargeting, and lookalikes a little bit. But that's um, the last section of the course. So, yeah, we have a lot of fun getting nerdy about Facebook and the algorithm together. All right. And now, so you gave that example of the one crock pot. Do you have someone else that you can think of that has um, had just amazing yes. results? Well, I mean, I've had, I've had some, I've had students who've gotten post to 47 million, but the reality is those kind of sound like almost too good to be true. I mean, when you think about it, like, so and I've gotten, I think 13, I can't remember the exact number. It might be 12 or 13 people that have gotten over 10 million on their individual Facebook posts. So, and those are pages that typically have 20 to, you know, a hundred thousand fans. And you're talking about 10 million as far as people who have, it has reached. Yes. And some, okay. multiple of them, we've had three of them get to over 30 million. So with a single post reach. So, um, yeah, it's really, so I've had those stories of massive success, but in my mind, they almost seem too good to be true. So the ones that like, and I love those stories. I love every story of success that comes out of my course. But the ones that like make my heart happy are the, is the mom who yesterday said, um, it was two days ago, she wrote me a note and said, hey, I just wanted to thank you because I just paid for two months of my electric bill with a single Facebook post. This is really stinking cool. Um, I found out that my electric company does a referral thing where if I refer someone to them, I get referral credit. So I might have this whole year of electricity paid for because everyone is buying this. And this is really cool that this is happening and my readers are thankful because I'm saving them money on their electricity bill and I now paid for my electricity and this is really cool. So that like, that's like the reason why I do this. A single blog post, a single Facebook post, not a blog post. This is just mentioning it on Facebook, made her enough money to pay for her electricity bills. How cool is that? Another mom, we had a single mom. She has three older kids. She did a Facebook post with her t-shirt. She sold two, um, $855 worth of her t-shirt that night, um, but she made $250. And she's like, that's my car payment. Like, right. I just made my car payment tonight. And then she had, I went on that month and made $2,400 off that post. She'd never made any money online before. And she's like, this is, I mean, I think she had made money online before, but she was still like, I just got enough money to go on vacation. So it right. was things like that, it's, it's a li single, if you put just a couple of things into practice, 
you can make a business, a small business for yourself. It doesn't have to be the 47 million person who's now making a 15K a month off of her page, which right. we have those success stories. But the ones that make me happy are the ones who, um, yeah, who are starting out and are seeing massive life change for them. Um, and that might be $250. So, right. Now, your co- course is closed right now. Yeah. It opens back up when? August? End of August. So, I End think right now it's going to be August 31st. Okay. I'm checking with a couple numbers, but yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be about then. So, okay, perfect. And do you have a wait list that we can definitely make sure to link to in the show notes that people yes. can sign up? Moolah.life should get you there. So that's okay. one of my wait lists. Um, any of my opt-ins and I've got like freebies, like viral title, all my viral titles that I got to over a million page views. Um, I've have like 26, I've got like 31, but I put 26 of them into a like cheat sheet. So anytime, any of my freebies that I have, like the band words from Facebook, all those you can, um, when you sign into those, you get on the wait list. So perfect. Well, what we'll do is we'll make sure to link to those in the show notes so that my audience can download those and make sure that they get those viral titles because honestly, let's be honest, the titles can make such a huge difference. So that's awesome. They do. They do indeed. So one of the questions that I always ask all my guests is their projections that they have moving forward for the rest of 2017, but in our industry. So what do you see as being like really popular, doing really well in our industry? Right now, groups and Facebook pages interact. The loop between Facebook pages and groups is extremely important because you're, the groups establish more trust. So you've got your pages and you, if you work with them with a group, it's the results are really, really quite impressive. So I love that. And you're talking about like closed groups where they have to request access to be able to join yes. the group. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Perfect. Yes. Oh. All right. So now where are the best places to find you? Oh, I'm on Facebook everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have like 190,000 fans on, or followers on Pinterest. Um, but yeah, it's Rachel Silla Miller or Rachel Miller on Facebook. And you can find me on Moolah Marketer. Um, what is your closed Facebook group oh, yeah, you have that is group. so yeah. involved? It's so much fun. We have so many people there that have said it's been beneficial for them. And we've had people who've grown even just from the free group. Exactly. And, um, Facebook page strategies. Okay, perfect. And again, we were going to link to those right in the show notes so that you guys can make sure that you get involved in that community. Because like Rachel said, it's a free community and you're able just to come in there and you can be a fly on the wall or you can ask questions, whatever works. Um, but you can pick up some just great tips that she just kind of offers up for free. So we'll make yeah, sure and, to do that. And I've got actually coaches that also help answer questions and stuff in there. So hopefully it's a great resource. Perfect. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jenny. I love talking to you every time. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Clearly, Rachel knows what she's talking about when it comes to Facebook. The way that her mind works as far as gaming it and understanding all the little tidbits that you need to know in order to continue to grow and have an engaged audience always blows my mind. So be sure that you download her free viral 
titles to use when you're putting up a Facebook post. We also love it, would love for you guys to become members of our Influencer Entrepreneurs community. It is a free Facebook community where you can come and interact as continue to ask questions to our guests on the podcast as well. Rachel is a member there. You can go to JennyMelrose.com up in the top right hand corner. There's a button that says community. Just click right on that button and you'll be requesting access to join the Facebook community where you can then, of course, continue to ask questions that you may not have gotten answered in the episode. We also love it when you guys subscribe to the podcast, either on iTunes or Stitcher. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. Oh, 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 oh,